the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Okay, welcome back to episode six of the Free Indeed Podcast. How you doing, man? This is me, Mike, and my friend over here. I'm sorry I was so rude. I interrupted your intro. My bad. The intro has already happened. Oh, okay. This is now the talking after the intro. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll stop being rude. I'll wait till I'm called upon. How's the day been, Kirk? Today has been fantastic, man. BDE right here. This is the best day ever. Ask me why this is the best day ever. Why, Kirk, is this the best day ever? That's a great question, man. I'm so glad you asked. This is the best day ever because I believe I am one day farther from who I used to be and I'm one day closer to who I'm going to be. That's a pretty good day to have. It is the best day ever, man. I'm almost there. I can feel it. I can feel it. I'm almost easy that or the Chick Fil A. I don't know. I can feel it though. I can feel something, but I can. Did you feel get the it. spicy Chick Fil A? Is that I the, got the spicy? Yeah. <laughs> but I can feel it, it, man. I'm close, man. I'm so close. I'm closer than I ever been, man. Right. I'm closer to that guy. Got it. So we're we're going back to the format. We spent a few episodes on the armor of God, and we're going to go back to our format of my question for Kirk, and he chose not to hear this first. So. Uh-oh. I asked him beforehand, Uh-oh. and now this is a question he has not heard before uh, again. So here you go. We're going into the question again. Kirk, when we talk about freedom, what is it freedom from? Ooh, I have no idea. I wish I would have known that question ahead of time. I could have prepared. No, I'm kidding. Um, man, I think it's it's freedom from. You're prepared up there. It's, it's, it's in my heart, man. I'm speaking from the heart. For me, freedom is just, man, freedom from my past, freedom from what my my future could have been, freedom from what my present could have been, freedom to do. Like, And for me, freedom is probably, and not even probably, it is my highest value because freedom for me is not independence. Like, I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody in my life. Now, quite the opposite. I value intimacy and I value connection like I never have. And so, but to me, freedom is just the the open door to just go and to just do like, you know, the, you know, the, the big verb in the Bible is go. I mean that, that, you know, new Testament, that's, that's the, I mean, it's a go kind of book. And so we're supposed to go, but you can't go if you're not free. And so to me being, you know, the, the whole notion of freedom just opens the door for me to be everything that I could be, man. Freedom is just free to purpose, freedom to love, like freedom to just exist, freedom to be dope. I mean, not to do dope, but to be dope, freedom to just be awesome, man. That to me, I mean, freedom is just such a, I mean, this country, America is founded on the whole notion of freedom. I mean, it's founded on, you know, it's with a land of the free, the home of the brave, you know, freedom. I mean, as you know, in America, ah, America, freedom. I mean, you know, and, and that, but it is quite uh, ironic that in a land of freedom or in a land that's founded on freedom, a lot of us really, really don't really experience freedom. And so, it's the thing that we're that we're supposed to have, but th- that what I believe most of us don't have, and and uh, and most of us, you know, value and, and want to. I mean, that's the that's the promise, that's the dream, if you will, the dream of freedom. So it's more like it's not freedom from, it's freedom to freedom to right. It's not what I got to, it's what I get to, right. And, and, and it's freedom. Yeah, it's totally the open door in front of you, not the closed door behind you. And so I, 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 for me, it's the freedom too, man. Like all the stuff I get to do through freedom. I mean, it's, 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 it's the best drug, man. It's because there's no consequences. 
you know, every other drug has side effects and consequences and all that, man. You know, freedom is just, it is awesome, man. Cause it, I mean, it, it is, and, you know, freedom to just experience the good stuff in life. I realized that, man, for most of my life, I've been eating Cap'n Crunch. Like to me, you know, a free life was Cap'n Crunch, which by itself, I mean, I like me a bowl of Crunch Berries. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. Yes. And even the ones where it's just the berries, you know, the Crunch. I like Cap'n Crunch, and don't get me wrong, but. All I had in life was Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch. And I thought I was living good because I was eating Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch, Captain Crunch. And then to experience freedom and through freedom, finally being able to taste one of them thick, juicy Matthew McConaughey steaks. For breakfast? Oh, but just period. I mean, (laughs) for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, man. Just like the first time you just get to just chomp into something just – just protein and just juicy and just, I mean, it's like, well, I didn't even know this existed, man. Like, how come nobody told me about this? Like, you know, where was, you know, we advertise a whole lot of stuff. How come we ain't advertising what freedom is really like, man? Freedom is awesome. And so as much as I enjoyed eating Cap'n Crunch, man, I'm telling you, ain't nothing wrong with some 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 good old steaks, some really high-end goodness in terms of in terms of what that experience of life is like and so man freedom i can just go on and on i mean matter of fact i'm i'm making myself salivate a little bit man just talking about freedom and, and steaks um but yeah freedom it's absolutely the freedom to get to do all the things i want to i get to do not i got to do or i did or man i can't believe i did that again i can't believe i i can't believe i had a free day again i today was another day of freedom dope Today is another day of just freedom being awesome, freedom being a drug, where I can just go for a run at 90-degree-something degree day in the middle of the day, go for a jog. And that's something that, you know, several years ago I couldn't do because I weighed 235, 240 pounds, and I just I couldn't run a couple few miles in the middle of the day. No way. But I'm free to do that. I'm free to have relationship. I'm free to dream, to purpose. I'm free to you know, to, to approach God with my vulnerability and my weaknesses and, and to have real relationship with God, just freedom to do that and feeling that freedom and having that freedom. Part of what I've found is there's more freedom to have a a, a deeper intimacy. Yes. Not only with, you know, my wife, but with people, uh, you can have more intimacy that has more purity to it. Yes. Um, when you're when you're free, mm. man. I mean, intimate. Yeah, that that. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, guy type of intimacy is not true intimacy. Guy type of intimacy is basically sex, which you know that's part of intimacy. But you know, but the creator of the universe walked this earth, and for his, for the the you know the 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 last years of his life, which are the years of ministry, he walked it with other people. We walked it with other people, and it was the level of intimacy that these people got to experience. And, and some of the, the most intimate relationships that I have, matter of fact, essentially the most intimate relationships that I have in my life are with guys that are absolutely non-sexual. I mean, like you. I mean, like you. I mean, you guys just being able to, to, to just be me and just to flow and just to, you know, man, when you, you know, people come over, you know, it's got refrigerator rights, man. It's like, just being able to experience that is something I never was able to experience before, man. And just, I mean, that's a whole nother level of intimacy that you get with freedom that you could never have before. 
Yeah, this is a it's a it's a freedom not to do anything you want. No. It's a freedom that says, you know, I can be free to obey, to do the right thing mm-hmm. and to be able to have a real relationship without the risk of something. I mean, there's always the risk. I mean, cuz to me temptation is never too far away. Uh but there's a real freedom to be able to be your authentic self as you experience it with other people. Yeah. You know, and I, it, it, it is a fine line in terms of, yeah, what, what does that freedom allow you to go? And, but just being able to live with a sense of, you know, a sense of purpose, man, a sense of, of, of vulnerability, a sense of intimacy, a transparency and all those, just freedom to all of those kind of things, man. It's just, it's just a paradigm change. It, it just completely changes the understanding of what life is and what reality is. And, and, you know, and you don't have to apologize to anybody when you're just living free. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I don't have to apologize for just being the free version of me. And I recognize that I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but if I am, it's sweet tea. And so, but I just get to be that. And I, I just feel the freedom to be that and, and to be, you know, be that, that greatest version of me that I've always wanted to be. You like that? The cup of tea? Is that a good one? Yeah, there's someone else in the room that seems to like that a lot, actually. It's kind of funny. Funny, I'm, I'm looking at your screen here. Nobody else has any idea what I'm talking about. But there's a picture of some people having a barbecue on, on this, this little cartoon on the screen in front of you. And uh, something about that barbecue in summertime just made me think of sweet tea. Yes. <laughs> it, I think also finding freedom. And so we've established, I asked the question, you know, what are we talking about freedom from? We're not talking exact. We're not talking about freedom from we're talking about freedom to and in fact it speaks to exactly where you started our podcast with and that is you're free to move towards who god meant you to be and means you to be um and it's a it's a deeper freedom that tells us you know you we are free not restricted but we're free to do more now than we ever have in our previous episode, we were talking a little bit about that verse, especially because we, we talked about the importance of the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and some of your favorite verses. And uh, obviously, if, you, if you've if you spent any time with Free Indeed as a ministry, you know that it's 36, freeindeed36.com. And at the same time, we, we remember that it's based on a Bible verse, John eight thirty six, And Jesus himself talks about if you are, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. How has that grown on you in terms of that free indeed part? Yeah, man. I, I you know, again, and this is where we kind of left off last time as well. Just, you know, there have been times in my life where I had experienced, um, you know, being free per se, where I, you know, I would experience kind of, you know, a good week or not even really a week, maybe a good day or two or something like that. And, and I, I never really, I felt, I didn't feel free. I just felt like I had more slack in the chain. And, and I felt like, you know, I felt like, and I, I use the metaphor of a brick in a balloon where, you know, the balloon is, the balloon just wants to float. It just wants to, it just wants to float. That's what it's made for. It's made to float. It's made to rise because of what's inside of it. Uh Oh, um, just what's inside of it gives it the ability to rise. Now in my life, I had a string, a a string tied to my balloon. And on the bottom of that string was a brick. 
And that brick represented my lack of freedom. Now, I thought because I had a string, sometimes that string was longer, sometimes that string was shorter, um, sometimes that string was essentially connected directly to the brick. But in any case, I felt like I had a longer string at times, and I felt, oh, wow, you know, yeah, I'm free, I'm free. No, I wasn't really free. I just, I was just blowing around a little bit with a long string. Um, and so, but to be able to take some scissors and to snip that string, and to allow that balloon to just do what it's made to do. Now that balloon, it's not that that balloon wasn't rising, because in most cases, if you have a long enough string, it's going to be higher than the brick. But just because it's higher than the brick doesn't mean it's separate from the brick. It's still tied to the brick. And it still has a limit, and that limit is the limit of the string. And there, we're, I mean, that's where we get our limited beliefs in what I can be, our limited beliefs in what freedom can be. And so when, when I experienced that string being cut, and then it's like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't even realize I had these gifts that I have. I didn't even realize I had this level of I didn't even realize the perspective that I could have just from the altitude that I can gain just from not being tied to the brick. And so that, that free now, you know, part of that altitude rise is I get caught in the winds of life and the elements and storms and that sort of stuff. But at the same time, the general direction of my life is going to be up and to the right. And everybody has seen multiple, if not hundreds or thousands of balloons go up in the air. No one has walked down the street and seen a balloon just fall out of the sky or let alone a thousand balloons just fall out of the sky onto their head. I used to be stationed on a ship and we used to be floating around in the ocean. I'd never seen a thousand balloons floating around in the ocean. Where'd those balloons go? We have no idea and it doesn't even, I've never seen a balloon in a, in a Hubble telescope picture in space. Where'd they go? We have no idea. But at the same time, they did what they were made to do and that was just rise. And all, all, you know, all we needed to do as people was just to release that. So how has your quality of freedom changed since your journey, this, this journey started five well, years ago? I, I think just even that quality. I mean, I, I, I had quantity, but not quality. And so I was wide, but never deep. I mean, I was always all over the place, but I never had any depth in my life. I had a lot of friends, but no deep friends, no deep friendships. Where I could call up somebody and say, man, I'm really struggling today. Or I could text somebody and say, I'm really struggling with this and that today. Or I can, you know, I can experience tears or laughter with a person and, and it'd be okay. So, uh, so the difference is not, you know, how much quality or the difference in quality. It's just the fact that I had quality over quantity. You know, I, I mean, I personally medicated all of the pain in my life with quantity of Women, to be honest, there were phases in my life where it was just about the numbers. It was just about the numbers. And really what I was looking for was one significant relationship. I was trying to medicate my lack of depth with with a, a large amount of, of width, of quantity, because I didn't have any quality. And so being able to experience freedom has allowed me to have quality for the first time, to have, I just realized you don't need a whole lot of friends. You just need some real good ones, like a few real good ones. You know, I just realized that, you know, just like, man, that's a powerful thing because, you know, in a, we live a life of social media and in a world of likes, does anyone ever really feel loved? And so it's like, I don't need likes. <laughs> I need love. Like, I don't need, I don't need people, you know, the world to love me. I got a few friends. I got a few close people that I know love me unconditionally. And so it, it, that is a whole nother level of freedom because I can just be me knowing that my home base is, is secure. My tribe is tight. 
And so the quality of that, of that freedom, it just goes to a whole nother level of depth just because I'm able to just be free and to live that with that kind of life, with that kind of existence. So tell me about your freedom. What, what your freedom allowed you to do, uh, in, and I'm specifically, I'm thinking about, um, tell me about like what risks that you have being, I'm trying to say, what risks have you been willing to take with your freedom? The main risk is vulnerability. The main risk is vulnerability. Part of the reason we are not vulnerable is because we're afraid of what people think about us. And part of the reason we are not able to just be us and, and we're not able to, to, to just open ourselves up to criticism is because we're worried about what people think. So being able to be vulnerable or being able to be free has, has, and to experience all those things that I described that come along with freedom has allowed me to be vulnerable in that I don't, I can get on a stage and talk to a thousand people and to tell my story in some very transparent ways and just kind of be me and, and, and open the door in that kind of way. And so it, it has allowed me to be vulnerable most, or first and foremost anyway. And, and vulnerability, you know, vulnerability can be the key to unlock someone else's jail cell. I mean, that's the thing that, that, not a lot of people have, but when you do go into a room, when you do go into a space, when you do go into a relationship in whatever context with anybody, being able to be vulnerable, man, that's that's the that's the the doorway into intimacy. You can't be intimate if you're not vulnerable. But being able to be vulnerable allows you to be transparent. Being able to be transparent allows you to connect with people. Having vulnerability, transparency, and connection, man, those are the 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 three pillars to to intimacy. And so those allow you to have that and to open up with that. And, you know, I've just experienced really deep relationships. What were the three pillars again? I don't know, man. I wasn't paying attention. I'm just making this up all the time. My heart is talking. You said the three pillars, the three pillars. I don't. Come on, man. People have to hit rewind. Rewind 30 seconds. I don't. um, I'm really not thinking. I'm just flowing. I Um, get it. I think I said vulnerability, transparency, and connection, I think. I think. I don't know. Somebody check me on that. Rewind a few seconds. And, and Vulnerability, check. transparency. And connection. And connection. Yeah. Okay. Three pillars to intimacy. Ooh, Three man. pillars to Ooh. intimacy. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds like a book. <laughs> Get it started. Sounds Three like a pillars book. to intimacy. You were there when it happened. So, and that, that's where I also, you know, real intimacy begins with real freedom. Yes. And intimacy by in itself, you know, you, you want the connection um, if you go on our, on our website, it's not on the website, but, uh, where the podcast resides right now, um, there are other episodes. They're not really episodes. There are a couple of prayers. And one of the prayers is for, uh, for freedom. It's a prayer for freedom. There's another one that's a prayer of freedom. The prayer for freedom in there, I, I say, I wrote, and then I had then in the prayer that there is a person behind that screen, but that person you can't be intimate with someone behind a screen. Right. There's no relationship that happens. It feels like there might be, but it's not. But it's what we want, what we need, and what we crave. I know that's what my experience is. I have to have this intimacy, yeah. and pornography short circuits it. Yeah, it's an artificial intimacy, and it. And it, it I mean, it's AI. I mean, now artificial intelligence is artificial intimacy. And it does now for a guy, we are externally driven in terms of our, our connection. We are wired physically for external connection. And that external connection is, is where we get off in our ability to experience intimacy. 
I mean, we are biologically external in our connection, our physical human connection. And so we can easily um, get off track in terms of what that artificial intimacy looks like. Now, what we really want, we don't want a lot of women. We don't even want a lot of women on a screen. We want somebody to love us unconditionally, somebody to connect with us unconditionally, someone to, to, to know the dirty parts of who I am and still love me anyway. And that's what we experience through something like pornography, because no matter what my deepest, darkest desire and wish is, it never judges me. It never says ill. It never says no. It never tells anybody that we think. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean it, it's, it's, that, it's that, if you will, relationship that I can take my intimacy to, even my broken intimacy, my broken, my, my wounds, I can take it to that and, and I can consider that as safe. And so that's where we get the, and most three quarters of all porn consumers are males. And so, and it is a male driven industry. It's not even, I, in my book, I related, I call her the IP mistress as far as what, you know, I personify pornography, but it's actually not even a person. It's a factory producing people. It's a male generated industry, male dominated industry producing women for consumption. I mean, that's kind of the crux of it all. And at the end of that road, it always takes us down to the, down the point of um, some kind of violence or some kind of extreme version of, of sexuality. And so that's why we experience that, that level of connection with pornography because it can be safe. And we want a place to be emotionally and intimately safe as, as guys, as men, where we're not judged. Unfortunately, most of us have experienced being judged um, or being what we feel is judged or condemned or whatever you want to call it by, by a woman. <clears throat> and so it's easy to take that to an artificial woman that says, you know, baby, I love you unconditionally. And she says, I'll be here whenever you want. And oh, by the way, she's in your pocket 24-7. I mean, and she's always available and she's free. I mean, and she's unlimited. Nothing else is free and unlimited. <clears throat> no married guy has free and unlimited access to his wife, period, 24-7. Yep. It just, does, it's, it's just it doesn't happen. But you do have free and unlimited access to that IP mistress 24-7. So I'm going to guess, I don't know. I wonder if how many guys out there listening to this, or guys or ladies, have thought about, pornography as deep as Kirk just expressed it. You know, the experience of it is, uh, it, it feels good. Um, well, there's a deeper connection there. Why does it feel good? Why is it important to us to have that? Well, we believe, and I believe very strongly that God made us that way. There's nothing morally wrong with it to want it and to, and to get it. It's how we achieve it. Not to mention then uh, what what we end up doing with what pornography has, and that is medicating a pain or a wound <clears throat> when we should be bringing that pain or that wound to God. Uh, last episode, we talked about the helmet of salvation and the important knowledge of being um, in that place of understanding that unconditional love, as you're talking about, because we all need and want that. It leads us, and it should lead us to stronger intimacy, um, in pornography, again, short circuits all of that where it gives us a very shallow version of intimacy that feels good, and yet there's a deeper reason why we're, we're needing that. And so, again, I don't know if anybody in here has thought or is listening to this has thought of it that way, has thought about your need for or your desire for intimacy being fulfilled with pornography 
there's a reason why we go back to it. And if we go to, if you go to Kirk's class, by the way, we, we've got a class coming up this uh, fall, month after next. We're, we're recording this in July of 2018. So in September of this year, we're going to be uh, starting the next class. So we certainly want to invite you to that because there's a lot more depth that happens in the class as well. Um, any more uh, thoughts on the quality of freedom and the, the up and to the right side of uh, freedom for you? Yeah, again, the, you know, we can't overemphasize enough just the, the level of intimacy. And in that last episode, I talked about the Captain Crunch versus the steak. You know, when, when all the, oh, I'm sorry, was it this episode? I'm sorry, man. I'm, the world is, bl- I'm just blurring. My bad. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm speaking from my heart, not my head. Yeah, yeah, yes. But the heart um, has no tracking of time. I, absolutely. You're right, man. It doesn't. Nope. And I'm just, I'm just <laughs> in the moment. Every, you know, all my time is right now being present, which is another thing of being present. Yes. Just the freedom to be present, man. And I mean, you talk about quality. And again, maybe there's four pillars to intimacy because you got to be able to be present. You got to be able to be present in order to have, you can't have intimacy in in a non-present state. Right. I mean, intimacy is always right now. By definition. Absolutely. You're together. And and so, you know, now that doesn't mean you can't think about a person. That means, you you know, all those kind of things. But either way, it's a now kind of thing. And so being able to be present. But, you know, that, that Captain Crunch thing, man, you know, when I eat a steak, I am full. Like, I am satisfied. I am satiated. Like I can, you know, I want to sit back on a couch and, you know, I mean, if you eat a good steak, if you're a steak eater, I mean, or whatever that, that thing is for you that provides the protein, then it is something that sits with you and it sits in you. When you're a carb driven person, a sugar driven person, it's just, it's either going to build up like fat or it's just going to get burned off and be gone. And so when I eat that that Cap'n Crunch, it's just carbs, it's just sugar. But when you eat something that's 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 lasting, something that's that's sustaining, you know, like the word, like God sustaining us, that's the, you know, that's that's that whole picture of having that that level of connection, that level of relationship, that level of intimacy, and being intimate with God. You know, being intimate with God is huge, and just being able to, you know, to 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 let a, a song touch you or to worship God openly and freely. You know, you can't worship God freely when you're shameful. (laughs) I don't know if shame and worship can exist at the same time. Can they coexist? I don't know. If I'm feeling, I can tell you in my life, every, I mean, when I lived in an existence of shame, it was a block, a barrier, a hindrance. It was a limited belief into my ability to worship. In my, so I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for everybody. I'm not that a deep thinker maybe, but, um, but every time I've, you know, experienced deep shame in my life, I can only raise my hand so far, metaphorically speaking in worship. And so being able to experience that man, being able to have the freedom to, again, the get to the, the freedom to do something. One of those freedoms to is the freedom to have intimacy. And one of the forms of intimacy is having intimacy with God, where I can just go into a place of worship and connection with God because I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed, not that I'm perfect, far from, but I can take my brokenness. I can take my broken pieces, my wounds, my scars, and I can take them to God and know that God loves me anyway. That speaks directly to um, a freedom that uh, gives us our self-worth. The freedom doesn't give us our self-worth. God gives us our self-worth. And when we were talking about intimacy a minute ago, I also thought about um, Jesus is the word of life. Jesus called himself the bread of life. And he talked about the blood of the covenant. You know, we we have that 
beautiful uh, celebration of the Holy Communion where we take in the bread and the wine. It's a very, that's intimate. Eating something is intimate because it becomes a part of us. Um, and that is a freedom of, of being able to find that deep nourishment. And talking about the deep nourishment of the Word of God, you're not going to find that same deep nourishment if you just uh, read. I'm not saying you shouldn't read other literature, but the Word of God is, gives us the deep nourishment of soul that it only it's the only place you can get that. And it moves and acts inside of us and it does things inside of us. If we let it, that brings us that deeper freedom. Yeah, you know that you mentioned communion. That that the 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 communion, the bread, and in the in the, the 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 wine or the juice or the pressed grape, however you want to look at that. You know, I mean, the just the even the intimacy in that moment. You know, I mean, <clears throat> just the the notion of um, you know the notion of of Jesus even taking that to another level and and washing feet like dirty, nasty, you know. That's sandal feet. In, that ain't our kind of feet these days. Oh, when I know. We get manicures and pedicures. That was like some nasty, you know, just. That's stank. a very intimate Absolutely. thing to do. And being able to do feet. that. And, and I mean, hymns of service. But, you know, but in, even in the whole idea of, of communion, man, it, was, it wasn't even just bread, but it was the breaking of the bread. And this bread is my body and it's broken for you. Mm. Do this in remembrance of me. You know, and the awesome part is he broke the bread, but he blessed it before he broke it. Right. And so when we're broken, we got to remember that we were blessed before we're broken. And, you know, and that, that the, 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 the grape, the juice, the wine or whatever, it's his blood just poured out. And, you know, that juice, when we do communion in church, that juice will cost us a few dollars, but it cost him, cost the grape everything. And so, you know, with Jesus, that blood, you know, it cost him everything, but it is so intimate. But that, that you know, so that, that the bread and the, and the wine— that wasn't even the Last Supper. I mean, when we think of Last Supper, we think of that. But that was part of a meal. I mean, you know, biblically speaking, that was, you know, they, they, they were eating. And then all of that, then Jesus took the meal to that level of intimacy of, you know, they didn't just sit down and he broke out some bread and some wine and that's it. Then they left. That was actually part of a bigger meal. And so he took that opportunity, the setting uh, to, and took it to a whole new level of, of intimacy. And, and we should be living in that intimacy level with Jesus of, you know, uh, of, of experience his brokenness and experience his, his poured out blood and shed blood for us. But you got to be able to have that intimacy with God in order to experience that. You can't shy away. Yeah. You know, now, now, you know, Peter being Peter, no, you can't wash my feet. You know, Jesus is like, dude, <laughs> Check it out, man. If I can't wash your feet, get out my face. Right. I mean, that's the you don't have a part of me. There's no that's intimacy. The NKJV. That's the new Kirk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, version. Get out of my but, face. But uh, you know, and then you know, and then Jesus was like, "Well, yeah, dude. I mean, you know, the deal's off." And then Peter's like, "Well, you know, don't just wash my feet. Wash everything." I mean, that's the level of intimacy that we got to have. And you know, Jesus. I mean, just God wants that level of intimacy with us. He wants to. In the very beginning, He walked with Adam in the garden. I mean, He walked with. He's Emmanuel. Well, he's God with us. How can he be God with us if we don't have intimacy with him? And if we don't have intimacy with him, if we can't experience intimacy, period, then how can we experience intimacy with God? Yeah. The, that meal, as you said, is part of a larger meal, the, the Last Supper. So God wanted his people to be with him. And so he said to Pharaoh, set my people free. And that Passover dinner, that Passover meal became, um, became something's distracting me.
you take it and fast forward it to this communion, the last supper, and it becomes very, very personal. And Jesus clearly says, I won't do this again until I do it with you in the kingdom. So that, that whole communion intimacy is also symbolic of freedom, uh, very symbolic of freedom. So this is, uh, we're finishing up here and we're talking about the quality of freedom. It's not just freedom from, but it's also freedom to do something. And I think a lot of it comes down to uh, freedom to be ourselves with someone else, to be ourselves in our own skin, but to be with other people and have that quality of intimacy that we really can't have otherwise. Any other last thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, when you talk about the freedom too, to me, I, and I, I just popped right into my head the Galatians five one. It is for freedom, and I mean, for freedom to me, those two words indicate a direction, and it was in the direction of freedom. It was with the purpose of freedom that He set us free, and uh, you know, being able to have that level of depth, that level of connection, that level of of purpose for freedom in life. That's where we go from being free to free indeed. Nice. And uh, I remember this, forget it, remember it again. So this time I remember it. How do people get a hold of you, Kirk? Pretty easy. I'm pretty easy to find, man. People find me all the time. I'm on every social, well, not every, most of the major social media platforms is Kirk M. Samuels. Um, pretty easy to find, KirkMSamuels.com as well. Uh, man, you can get me through there. Uh, pretty daggone easy. You can email me. Uh, most people are surprised when I email right back. Nice. Or people call me, 720-515-6536. Rewind that if you didn't get it. I, I think it's pertinent that it ends in 3-6, by the way. Definitely. All right, this is Episode 6. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed Podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, men, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.